ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. Uh, <clears throat> my name is Justin Seeker. I am your host, and I'm joined today uh, by our producer, Mr. Zach Williams. Uh, Zach, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. You know, can't complain. Had a good weekend. Uh, got to watch some good racing at Sonoma. I always love a good road course race. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got some good racing at Sonoma. Um, I don't know if you can tell, Zach, but we're a little light-handed tonight. Uh, we don't have our, our full panel here with us uh, tonight. So uh, not to fear, uh, I went out and, and I got a little bit of extra help for us. I got a special guest for us tonight. Uh, are you excited? I'm very excited. I am too. Let's go ahead and introduce him. Uh, for those who may not know, he is the driver of the number 32 uh, in the Arca Menard series uh, for AM Racing, Mr. Christian Rose. Uh, yeah. How are you doing tonight, sir? Good. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate being on and uh, love the show. So looking forward to talking to you guys. Well, we appreciate you uh, you coming on and talking with us. And we're going to get to know you a little bit more here in our first segment. Um, it's uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and warn you, Christian. It's a little bit of a crazy world here, uh, yeah. in the Scuff universe. But we're we're happy to have you, and uh, hopefully we can get some uh, comments rolling in here pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm, this is a pretty cool deal. So uh, looking forward to a lot of racing coming up and uh, talking whatever you guys want to talk about in the racing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it as well, and uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. Zach, I know you're going to hop off screen and be a, do your producer self, uh, so we appreciate that. We'll talk to you here in a minute. Um, so, <clears throat> Christian, I, I wanted to talk with you here. I know that you are coming off of a uh, top 10 finish at Charlotte. Um, tell us a little bit about that. How does that help you with your momentum uh, going into this weekend in Berlin. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a good weekend for us. We, we weren't the fastest off the truck. We struggled pretty loose. And then the team just did a great job keeping up with the race car and, and really uh, dialing it in. We were still free at the end there. <laughs> as part of, as a lot of on driver. I thought the car was good and went back and watched the film. We're still pretty free on the film. So uh, got the lead to laughs. Pickle made an amazing call to give us a chance to try to steal one. Uh, we, we knew it was going to be hard right there, but I mean, we came off an eighth out of it. So we came down or stayed out. I think Port Acosta ninth came out eighth, so it was in that game. Force no matter what, but we're, we're definitely gaining in the right direction, especially on the intermediate program. So looking forward to Berlin and, and Elko coming up. They're places that um, Pickles won, Kevin's won. A lot of guys at AM have a lot of good experience at. So we'll, we'll see what we got. I know the 18 and the 20 are intermediate guys to beat, but uh, definitely think we can go run in the top five, and then hopefully we'll see where things stack up from there. Absolutely. So you're you're currently sitting fifth in the uh, in the overall point standings. How do you feel about the uh, the season as a whole uh, up to this point? I, I'm very uh, trying to find the best words to put it. I'm very happy with where we're at. Um, I, I kicked myself on some things that I did earlier in the season. Uh, Phoenix is one I wish I could have back. Uh, would definitely look better in the points right now with that one. Um, Talladega, we had a part failure that we had an extremely fast race car. Just never got the chance to really show it. That stuff happens. Um, but be to be fifth right now going into the sixth race of the season where I think we actually have a lot of room to gain and we're just going to keep hopefully building on this momentum and getting better. Uh, I think we're in a good spot. I'm very happy with where we're at. Uh, like I said, just wish I could change some things, but I know what to do going forward to fix that. So, uh, very proud of my guys and where we're at right now and we'll see where, where everything shakes out. we got some dirt racing, some road course racing, some 
short track racing. So there's a lot of stuff that can still happen. Um, Jesse's obviously on a tear right now. So uh, props to those guys. And, and we'll see see where things fall in at the end of 20. But right now, I think the goal is just keep doing what we're doing and see where we wind up. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you uh, about the ARCA series, um, especially with your schedule, oftentimes uh, you find yourselves where there's a, a big gap. And I know for a lot of viewers who watch the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series, there's a race almost every week. Uh, but for, for the Truck Series and, and certainly the ARCA Series, there's often gaps where you have almost a full month uh, in between races. How do you keep yourself prepared for, for races going forward? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a unique season with ARCA. It's it's um, it's challenging. I mean, no matter where where you look at it, like it's it's hard to jump in, take a few weeks off, jump back in, take a few weeks off. But now we're going to go into a stretch now where I think we race. Uh, we'll we'll be racing with our team at least. I think fourteen of the next fifteen weeks. So um, it flips to switch in a different direction. But it, it's a it's a way of trying to stay on a simulator, staying and watching film in the shop at least four times a week with the guys talking, trying to you know stay around the racing side and say, keep working on the craft. Um, we did the BMW school to work on road course racing. Um, we're working on doing some dirt stuff with Austin Wayne self and that on, on the dirt modified side, hopefully here um, in a couple of weeks. So that's stuff that, you know, you try to incorporate and, and keep trying to get better, but it obviously is a challenge to, I, it's any sport. If I was back when I played baseball, if I went four weeks without playing and jump right back in, it's going to be hard to knock the rust off. So, and especially when you race against guys like Taylor Gray and, and Jesse Love and those guys that they're running in the trucks, they're running every other week. Like they don't lose as much. Uh, when, so in order to keep up with them, you got to keep racing or try to be around it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are your goals for the, uh, for the remainder of the ARCA season? Do you have anything that you're really hoping that you can accomplish before the season's over? Well, we had some goals coming in and, and we've knocked a few of them off. We, we, you know, goal was to lead some laps this year. We've now led in two of the five races, which is uh, very good. And um, for our program, what we're trying to do, uh, start clicking some top fives off. I think we've had speed to do it at Daytona. We've had speed to do it at Kansas. We, you know, we had a pit road issue there. We, we had speed, I think, to do it at, at Charlotte if, if we would have uh, got a little clean air. Um, so start clicking some top fives off. And then obviously we want to fight for a win 40 years over. That That's the ultimate goal is to try to find victory lane. So, uh Finish, 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 keep finishing these races, keep learning, and then hopefully set ourselves up to where if we're in position to, to make that next jump next year to, to take the most out of this year uh, and narrow that learning curve more and more to where we're heading in the right direction with momentum for 24. Um, speaking of uh, taking that next jump, uh, it was announced uh, uh, not too long ago that you'll be making your uh, truck series debut a little bit later uh, at Richmond. Uh, tell us about that. How's the feeling going into going into that race? It's the the biggest uh, blessing I'd say to have uh, that opportunity. I, I'm so fortunate to have partners and, and a team that's going to let me do that. And it's been a goal for I think like a year and a half, two years now. Once we started, you know, getting into some higher up stock car racing and, and, uh, the finally had that come to fruition with STS and secure testing and, um, our partners making that happen. And then we're also going to be doing it at my home track. It's the closest track regionally to where I grew up to. So very, very cool opportunity and, and not going to, you know, take it lightly, very excited for it, but also know that we're there to run laps and, and finish the race and stay out of everybody's way and not cause a problem with those guys and, and the points and all that for the championship, the last race before the championship yeah. uh, starts. Or the playoff third there. 
Uh, we got a quick comment coming in from one of our viewers, uh, Mr. Tom Willoughby. What upcoming track are you looking forward to the most? Oh, man, at Pocono. Uh, huge, huge fan of Pocono. Had a lot of fun there last year. The tunnel turn is hands down my favorite corner. I, I've got the um, run on the circuit, so Pocono is definitely one. And then I'd say the road course stuff I'm actually very much looking forward to as well. Uh, whether or not it's going to fit what I like to do in a race car, I don't know yet, but definitely something I'm looking forward to, mid-Ohio, Watkins Glen. Um and, and then poking out for sure. Thanks for the question. Um, with your with your truck series debut at Richmond, um, did you get to uh, to choose the track to debut at, or did the opportunity just kind of spring up and and you just came at it? Kind of a, a lot of things came together there in the same way. We were, you know, you got to do a short track or should start on a short track. We got approved through NASCAR for all the all the race tracks, but we wanted to start you know on a short track and. Uh, we had a few circled that before we, we looked at, but Richmond made a lot of sense. And then STS, uh, that's their headquarter, their headquarter right there in Richmond. So it just lined up that West Virginia tourism, we got Richmond very close. We got STS who's headquartered in Richmond and, and it's a track that makes sense to go out there and, and um, make that debut. It's not too far away and place that wears the tires out and, and it's going to be a challenge to drive, but something I think that'll fit my driving style a little bit. Um, Nashville, Pensacola or places we were, not bad at last year. Um, an entire wear is somewhat similar um, on that style of racing, so uh, or style racetrack. So Richmond just made a lot of sense. Um, I know I asked you this about the remainder of your uh, Arco season. What kind of goals do you have? Do you have a particular finishing position that you'd like to have uh, in the Truck Series at Richmond, or is it just complete all the laps? Uh, what are yeah. your goals? I mean, complete auto laps. That, that's the number one thing. Finish. Um, don't be standing on the sideline halfway through the race and watching. Um, and then whatever happens from there happens. You know, we're, the goal is to stay out of the way, be respectful, run auto laps, and then, and then take that into hopefully a couple more truck starts this year. And then goal is to be full time in 24. So uh, just just go out there and learn and do what we're supposed to do and, and stay out of the way. Absolutely. Well, uh, Christian, uh, that's uh, all the questions that I have for you. Um, really appreciate Tom for uh, giving us a question in the comments. Um, really appreciate you for for giving us a little bit of your time here tonight, Christian. And thank you for uh, for joining us. Um, uh, so, uh, if you guys are are looking to to see Christian on track, be sure to tune in uh, this week uh, where he'll take on Berlin and certainly uh, a little bit later in the year at Richmond in the truck series. So uh, Christian, we appreciate having you on and uh, we'll be watching you. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, anybody that gives us the opportunity to come on and, and share a story and thank our sponsors. Uh, Got to get those in West Virginia tourism, STS uh, disability opportunity fund lab works, everybody that makes it possible for us. So I appreciate the, the platform to be able to do that. And then AM race and everybody gives us a shot. So, Thank you. Um, anytime you want us to come back on and give us a shout, we'll, we'll make it happen. Absolutely. We look forward to it. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, man. All right. All right. And that was our, uh, that was our interview with, uh, that was our interview with Christian Rose. We appreciate him for uh, giving us a little bit of uh, his time and we appreciate uh, all those who helped uh, make it happen. Uh, such a, such a wonderful, uh, young driver looking to to make a name for himself and uh we're going to go ahead and bring in the rest of our panel here who has decided to join us uh for the remainder of our show mr mike daphner uh our fellow ohioan and then of course our resident florida man 
Mr. Dan Foster. Uh, Dan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing all right. Uh, I don't know if it's a connection issue on my end, but you're a little broken up, but I can still hear you and understand, but uh, I'm doing good. Uh, been a busy weekend for me and a busy day so far today, but uh, ready to talk some NASCAR, some road racing, and uh, some Le Mans maybe. I mean, but yeah, no, great interview with Christian Rose. Um, new up-and-comer haven't really uh done a lot of research on him personally but uh seems like a great guy and i'm excited to see him in the truck series absolutely uh <clears throat> setup man i see your comment uh we did not get that in before christian left but we will do that uh the next time he's on uh we will get make sure that uh he gives himself a plug perhaps we can get him on uh after he makes his uh truck series debut in richmond and we can ask him about how it went um just a little, uh, a little potential uh, thing there, um, Mr. Mike Daphner. How are you doing tonight? I uh, have not talking, uh, not spoken to you because I can't talk apparently. Um, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty darn good. Had a pretty good weekend watching some racing, and as always, ready to talk NASCAR with you folks. Had a weather situation yesterday, but we're all good, so. You know, I, we did down here as well, uh, a small, uh, wasn't huge considering Mississippi tornado weather, but uh, we had a little bit of a weather issue ourselves, so it was an interesting day yesterday. But yeah, uh, Sonoma, no, Sonoma ended, I went to do points for the fantasy league that I uh, do points for, and all of a sudden my weather radio is going off like, hey, there's a tornado warning. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all right. Well, uh, we do have a a fun rest of the show for you guys. Uh, probably not quite as fun as as the Christian Rose interview. It was really fun getting to to chat with him about his season. Um, I did want to answer Tom's question. I was able to look it up real quick. Um, so Christian Rose has a uh, Twitter, just like most most NASCAR drivers do. Uh, yes. it's Christian Rose Racing. This is his Twitter account. Uh, I think the actual uh name is C. Rose Racing is, is his uh, handle on there. He has a link tree up at the top under his bio. And then on that link tree, there is a little tab for merch. So if you want to get some Christian Rose merchandise, there's also one on there for news. So any kind of upcoming stuff that he may have to announce is on there for you, Tom. So there you go, bud. And uh, I will I will get on here and uh, update the uh, the descriptions for uh, Facebook and uh, and YouTube as well so that uh those will be in the description below and we'll have that for a for a couple of episodes for those who may have missed this episode um so we'll be sure to do that um without further ado gentlemen let's go ahead and get into uh a little bit of race review we have uh had two races this weekend uh, as far as the national series goes uh cup and xfinity both at sonoma and uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with the uh, the Cup Series race uh, with uh, Martin Truex Jr. getting his uh, second win. Actually, Dan, I'll let you go ahead and answer that from uh, from Tommy Williams. Uh, I will. I will have to get back to you on Tom, on that, Tom um, or Tommy. I, uh, I I haven't done too much research on it just yet, but I'll definitely get you some uh, resident Florida man T-shirts there, bud. Maybe a bumper sticker for the back of the car or something. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna work on getting Dan some. Uh, Dan's gonna be the first one 
uh, on the team to have uh, specific running on scuffs merch. Like it's going to be the team first and then Dan. Uh, and the only one I think that's going to have an issue with that is probably Zach Bell. So <laughs> that's uh, and he's not here tonight. So, you know, if he has a problem with it, maybe he should have shown it. But uh, <clears throat> anyways, uh, we're going to have a, a fun show here. Uh, let's talk about the Cup Series race at Sonoma. It was. Honestly, I should. I think I should have uh, titled the. Uh, I should have titled the episode uh, "Typical Truex" because it was a typical. It was a typical <laughs> MTJ win. It was a boring race, but it was an MTJ win. Um, oddly enough, Truex did not win either of the two stages, though. So that's kind of a. Has anybody swept all at all all year? Uh, I want to say Byron, maybe. Did Byron not do it at, um, gosh, I don't remember. All the, all the stages and races, everything just starts running in my, uh, starts running over in my head. So I have no idea. I will go through and look real quick. Um, I don't know. Uh, by the way, uh, just to do a quick uh, backtrack here, uh, Tom, uh, you were uh, you were looking for that uh, you were looking for that link. Uh, if you go to christianroseracing.com, uh, you'll be able to get some merch. Uh, I'm trying to him. copy and paste it to the comments as we speak. And Dan is working on it for the comments. <laughs> I'm it trying, bud. Give me a it, minute. It takes a village, everybody. It takes a village, uh, that, and we have to. It's on its way, Tom. I, I got it right there for you. Yeah, we <laughs> should be in the comments now. Yeah, so uh, be sure to check out that link uh, for Christian Rose. Uh, yeah, so uh, be sure. I just heard my voice. Who's Sorry, that? I had to mute the video just... on my phone. <laughs> All right, Tom. It is on the Facebook Live comments. With, and that should take you straight to his T-shirt, which also has the the hat underneath it. He only has a hat and a T-shirt at the moment, but I know you're in West Virginia, and his hat actually is West Virginia Tourism. So go get it, bud. Can I just yeah, say I that's know. more merchandise than Riley Herbst has because he only has a shirt. Well, when hey, we're we're Nick, working on it. We're yeah, we're, we're gonna get full time cup. He's gonna be full time cup. We're year. we're we're gonna get Riley Herps on the show too, and he's mm -hmm. also we're also gonna be able to share his merchandise link. So well, we're we're gonna make a, a running on scuffs Riley Herps collab shirt. Yes, with Zach's yeah. face right in the middle of it. Zach Bell. <laughs> I was gonna have both of them like giving each other a nice big hug on the back. Hey, I, I I mean I I can see it. Uh Anyways, uh, going back to the to the cup race uh, in Sonoma, uh, that just goes to show you how boring it it truly was because we're getting we're constantly getting backtracked on on other things. But uh, in, I enjoyed it, of course, uh, with another MTJ win. I didn't get any. Uh, uh, setup man says William Byron scored sixty points at Las Vegas, so uh, that must have been a a sweep for him. So that yeah i just that was actually i was just about to say that is the only time all season so far that a driver has swept 
a swept the stages at a race this you know, season. The yes, you you yes. know the you know the first driver of all time to sweep the stages in a race. Uh yeah that that was uh, Kevin Harvick, wasn't it? Uh no, Let, let's just say he wasn't driving the nineteen car at the time. Yeah, what was it? That seven six hundred, whoever that was. Was that the Coke 600? No, that was that was before that Coke 600 was before stages were introduced. But oh, was it? Was, oh, yeah, that was that was 2016. It was probably during that time where they said, "Look, we've got to figure something out to like <laughs> throw a caution in the middle of the race or something." And now, and now they're experimenting with possibly getting rid of the caution at the stage break. Look. I was telling Zach, you can uh, you can vouch for me. I was saying this uh, before the before we went on on the air. Uh, I have an idea for how we can get rid of stage cautions and still make stage racing interesting. You just put the stages right in the middle of a pit window, and that way, if I'm running thirteenth or whatever, and I'm like, I know I'm not going to get any stage points. Maybe I come in a couple laps before. And try to short pit the the top ten. Maybe add in a little pit strategy there. I did like that idea. That was the one complaint I had about the race this weekend was that I I kind of missed the stage breaks just because it gets them all bunched back up and you got to sort it back out and gives more opportunity. I feel like I mean, the pit strategy and stuff is really cool to watch and trying to figure out. But I also like just the trying to sort it out on the track. I I like the only having one one caution through the first half of the race. And then that one with like 20 to go. I, I enjoyed that. I feel like they were pretty light handed on the cautions compared to how they have been on at other type tracks. They like people were spinning all around. No caution you would, I, a few of them I expected caution and they didn't do it. Like when Tyler Reddick went backwards down uh, pit road. Well, yeah, well that was, I mean, the track was clear. There was nobody coming. I think that was more of a, just Can a we- safety thing. Can we talk about the fact that Clint Boyer and Jamie McMurray debated for an entire lap on whether Tyler Reddick was whether the move he made was legal? And it's like, can he do that? And Mike Joy was like, well, he just did. So exactly. Well, if he's not, he did. So he did. I mean, he said these tires don't need to be here. We just gotta go. And, and then I, I like how like. They're like, well, I guess it's okay. It's legal. That's fine. NASCAR didn't say anything. And then like 35 seconds later. Well, nope. Reddick's got to go back through for a drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Well, they were like talking about how he cut off 90% of the, of the track, but uh, I don't think anybody actually thought like that was the same lap. Like, did it yeah. count as the same lap for Reddick? Because like, I think he would have lapped down after that. Yeah. So it, technically he didn't start, he, he didn't pass the start finish line. Yeah. So it didn't count. As, oh, as so he didn't completed. even he didn't even start a new lap. Okay. No, so I mean, I like realistically, he just drove. It was like driving backwards down, down the track, just like Kyle Busch did. You <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, that's the yeah. only difference. Yeah. See, see, for me, the thing with the cautions that I didn't get was that didn't get a caution, but when the tire just kind of bounced across and rolled back, they did a caution for that. I so feel that like, was on pit road, though. Right, but I feel like yeah. that was still on pit road. He's going backwards. That's but that's yeah. always been a pit. That's that's a pit road call, no matter what, no matter what track they're at. I mean, that's although I do have yeah. a feel. I feel like NASCAR probably jumped the gun a they little bit on that did. caution. I think they saw the tire bouncing and immediately threw it rather than waiting to see what. Because you don't want to wait to see what happens. Because if it bounces over the wall, hanging out on a track and someone hits it, now you got a whole incident. So 
I, I'm sorry, Tom. I also picked Red Ake in the fantasy league, so it it was. Uh, you know, I did too. <laughs> little here's a little thing about me, and this is one thing that Zach Bell and I, uh, Zach Bell and I have uh, have bonded over. Um, neither one of us ever feel comfortable picking our favorite driver in a fantasy league because we're afraid we're going to jinx it. So uh, I did not pick Truex for this weekend, even though I know how good he is at Sonoma, uh, because I'd much rather have an MTJ win and a fantasy loss than vice versa. So. If it makes you, you and Tom feel any better, eight people. Reddick was the most picked class A driver in our fantasy leagues. So <laughs> yeah. our buddy Ryan, he's the he's the same way. I just I'd much rather like well, I, mean, I, I would never pick like, Logano anyways, but that's just because I don't think he's gonna win. If I pick Truex in a in a fantasy league and he has a bad day, then I'm just disappointed twice. So I need to stop picking Chase Elliott. <laughs> You know, you could keep picking him if you want. Like if if it, I think if I have think two more uses like left bad, in our league, so two more times. You, yeah, I, I I think this is my best week in fantasy on the on on our fantasy league for NASCAR on the NASCAR app. I think it's my best week so far. Oh, the NASCAR live fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the win, unfortunately. Yeah. This is see. We'll this is what happens. Second place. This, this is what happens when we're a part of multiple fantasy leagues. We have to clarify which league we're talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Just wait. Whenever football light. season comes around, I'm really out of luck because I have like five. I think I have five leagues of us already signed up for this year. Dan yeah. Ryan Ryan said you're not telling him anything he didn't already know. Like, <laughs> I mean, Pinsky is not it this year, bud. They're That's not it. Secret. Definitely not. Listen, secret. I stopped picking have Kevin Harvick because at this point I feel like I'm jinxing him. So, <laughs> uh what what happened, uh, Mike? You can't say that and have pick Harvick until he wins oh, in your on, name title. On, <laughs> oh man but uh we did have one other uh race in sonoma uh as far as the national series goes uh the xfinity series um if you want to know how that race went kyle larson dominated and somehow eric almarola won <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw lap or turn eleven whenever he went from second to third, but man, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he knew what he was doing. He's like, send it, let's go. <laughs> I, I, I have no, I have no words. Um, but great race by Eric Almarola, consistently up in the top two or three, pretty much the whole race. Um, I didn't watch every lap of it, so I don't know for sure. But um, no, yeah, like uh, like like Justin said. Larson dominated it and still didn't get the win. Finished third. Yeah. Not even second. Finished third. It was honestly the Xfinity race was dominated by cup drivers. Um, Almondinger was up there the whole race. Larson was. Uh, Almirola. Gibbs even was was up there pretty much all day. It was just. It just Justin Allgaier really seemed to be one of the very few Xfinity drivers that was even remotely competitive. Um, so it just I don't know it for me personally when Cup drivers dominate an Xfinity race it gets kind of boring for me like it feels like I don't know it feels it feels like NFL players are going back down to college level and just dominating. But see. If if that video interview with Joey Logano is to be believed, 
Like, the, I don't know if y'all saw that video, but that was just insane. The fact that he said that he had to pay for a pay for the right to race the truck. Like there was an interview now, with Logano and he's like, I have, I had to bring money with me to go race a truck. And it's just like, that's insane. And yeah. Well, I mean, Tom, you're my, killing us, man. Money runs yeah. the sport. And that, I mean, that's always been the case. Um, I mean, I, I do think it's a, a bit ridiculous that, you know, a multi-time cup series champion has to bring major sponsorship to a, to a truck team. But I mean, I, I don't think um, that team was really looking at having an extra car or truck or truck for that specific race or any additional races that he wants to run. So, I mean, they're, they're not a- actively outside looking for that sponsorship, mm-hmm. but something like, you know, Gibbs racing where they're going to have that, that uh, full-time car in the Xfinity series, it's going to run full-time. Yeah. They're looking for that sponsorship. So they have that money. You know, they're looking for it. It's already, in their, they're already, already in their pocket and ready to go. Right. So, I mean, I think that kind of is also a little bit of a different situation because, you know, like I said, you know, the truck series wasn't really looking to add an extra driver, but Logano called and said, okay, well, if you want to run it, then, you know, bring us money. We got to have sponsorship, some sort of in the car. No, so I think I, that, I think that kind of goes back and forth on that. I, I think it was, that interview was a little, a little one-sided in my opinion. Yeah. And I've always said, and I'm on record, I think on the show on this, I don't think that cup drivers should be allowed to go down to lower series and race. I do like that they're not allowed to uh, during the playoffs, uh, and they're also not allowed to during the uh, the dash for cash races or yeah. the uh, the triple uh, truck challenge for the truck series. Um, at least they let those kind of standalone events go for themselves. Do I mean? Would you be in favor of further limiting? Uh, cup series drivers in lower series or any kind of specific changes. I know uh, one that I meant I had kind of seen this weekend commented a couple places was like Sonoma. This was the first time the Xfinity series has ever been to Sonoma. So the, all these Xfinity drivers, this is their first time really running there. So would you say, Hey, you know, cup drivers can't run at a track that cup's been running at and Xfinity has not Cause now, yeah. you know, you have a leg up on these Xfinity drivers. Or would you say, you know, they only get two or three races a year? Or, like, is there is there a certain number that you're looking at or a certain information that you're looking at to, to either limit them or not? I, I agree with what you said there. I believe that they should limit it more or just straight up, hey, unless it's an off week in Cup, you can't race down at the lower level. Yeah, I one thing that I will say that um, I used to be on the on board with, uh, you know, we ban uh, Cub drivers from going back down to the lower series and racing. Uh, the one thing that has changed my mind slightly on that is that the Xfinity and truck drivers actually like it. Uh, they've openly said that they enjoy the challenge of racing against. Uh, you know, the cup drivers and, and getting that little bit of challenge. Uh, I don't like it. Like I said, I don't like it for the playoffs. Um, and I think that they're right to, to let the playoffs be the playoffs and let them crown their champion. But, you know, if they want to go out and, and race, if the drivers are okay with it, then I guess I'm okay with it. If that makes sense. I can yeah. see that. And I think I think a lot of the drivers, their, their point on that is, you know, you don't get better unless you race against the best. 
And if the best is coming down and running against us, then that's helping us hone our skills and help get us, you know, to, ready to go to the next level. So, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I think they should be able to race um, that as long as the Xfinity drivers and trucks are, drivers aren't saying, hey, they're they're overrunning us. But I do think there should be either a limit on the tracks or a limit on how many races uh, more so than what they already is, because I, I still feel like Kyle Busch is coming in and winning too much and Kyle Larson is coming in and winning too much. Um, I think the majority of the Xfinity Series races should be only Xfinity Series drivers and maybe a couple of cup cup drivers here and there uh, for you know two or three races at the most. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting debate, and it's one that's been around for for a while. Uh, I mean, back in the two thousands uh, and even early early twenty tens, I mean, you had full time cup drivers who were able to come down and compete for for championships in the the back then it was the Bush series or the Nationwide series. Um, I mean, Carl Edwards won a won a Bush series championship as a full time cup driver. Um, so I mean. It's definitely an interesting way of thinking things. I I don't think that we should allow them to run for points uh, ever again. I think it you know let let your series be your series. Um, but if like I said, if the drivers are okay with it, I'm okay with it. I do agree with Dan though. I think a little bit of uh, limitations is a good thing. But do we have any uh, any other comments from the? Uh, uh, from the either race uh, at Sonoma. I mean, it was a decent race. I mean, I actually enjoyed enjoyed the cup race, and I'm on record on multiple places as not a fan of road courses, but I thought it was a pretty darn good race. I was I was kind of surprised, which I, I, I kind of went back and did a little bit of research, and it's not something anything really new. But just the the lack of competitiveness from the ringers, as they call them, um, I, I kind of went back and looked. And honestly, besides Almendinger, you really can't call any of the drivers that really finished to the top 25, 30 or so really ringers just because they're not really getting that top tier equipment anymore. You see, you know, you'd have Ron Phillips come in and he'd have a DEI car or you'd have Boris said come in. And he'd have like a Roush prepared car. Um, now, pretty much, you're getting the back markers, the Rick Ware weight racing, the fast lane racing. Um, I mean, you're not really getting top tier equipment for these guys. So, like Andy Lally, didn't really have a great finish. I mean, he, he did what he could in the car. I think Joey Hand was really the only exception to the rule. Um, I mean, that he ran all the uh, road course races last year, but I mean, he, his car was pretty much prepared by Stuart Haas and just ran under the Rick Ware racing banner. So. Uh, it was just something that like it shocked me, and I went back and looked, and like I said, it's, it's been pretty much the pretty much since charters took over, and they started limiting the full time drivers. Um, that was pretty much when it kind of kicked in that, that they really didn't get top tier equipment anymore. Yeah, Mama Seeger, she said, uh, I think the drivers should be limited in the number of races they're allowed to run, uh, and uh, no earning no points. Uh, absolutely, I, I agree with that. Um, I believe there is a limit on the number of races. Like, I think uh, it's five uh, in each series. Yeah, I think so. Which, but like, if I'm not mistaken, at least it was a couple years ago. Like a cup rookie, so like Ty Gibbs, a couple years ago could still run full time or nearly full time in the Xfinity series. Yeah. I think uh, it was like what three? Like if you were three years full time, 
yeah, three in three cup, years or less, I think, or, or something like that. Or if you if you haven't hit three years full time in cup, I think yeah. was, the, was the rule. But they may have removed that. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. No. Um, but overall, as far as the racing in Sonoma goes, uh, I didn't think it was it was too bad. I think um, I enjoy a road course every now and then to kind of break up the monotony of oval tracks. Like if nothing more than to just throw something different even if it's not necessarily the most entertaining thing it's just like we're not doing the same thing over and over again uh tom willoughby says going back to the logano discussion about bringing money to race maybe tony stewart's srx series is the new model for racing uh you know in the srx model for those who uh you know for those who don't know like uh tom said in the srx model the series controls everything um I mean, I don't know. I think we would need to see something like the SRX be more successful than it has been. I know the ratings uh, for them haven't been, you know, haven't been the best. Obviously, I don't think SRX is trying to be like competing with NASCAR or IndyCar or F1 as far as ratings in America goes. But I think when you're on national television, whether you like it or not, you, you know, you have to be in some way. Uh, I know a lot of people use, you know, to use a wrestling reference here, AEW, they say that, you know, they're not competing with WWE for ratings, but you're on national television in a professional wrestling world. You are competing with WWE, whether you like it or not. Um, and I think that, sorry, uh, I think the SRX kind of falls into that same category. Like you're, you're competing whether you like it or not, uh, simply because you are this kind of a brand. Uh, Mike, what were you going to say on that? I was just going to say, yeah, that would be along the same lines of saying like OVW, Ohio Valley wrestling is trying to compete with WWE on a national stage. Like it's, it's, it's like a fun thing to go watch, but it's not trying to be what WWE and all of that is. Yeah. And that's what that is kind of, that probably is a, a better, uh, a better analogy for the SRX. Uh, I agree. If you haven't watched SRX, you are missing out. Uh, we went uh, to the fairgrounds race last year uh, and it was really fun. Uh, really cool. It was a different experience to see the SRX uh, race there. Um, a lot of cool legends uh, of multiple facets of racing come out to, to race there. So it is fun. Um, but unfortunately, I just don't think they're getting the ratings in. I mean, I think we've seen that by them already having to have a, a, a network change uh, with their racing. I just don't think they were getting, CBS was getting what they wanted to put them in that primetime slot. But nonetheless, we've uh, we've kind of done a pretty decently long uh, race review segment, which is a good thing considering we don't have any racing to preview. Uh, I got to get everybody's uh, thoughts here. How do you guys feel going into an off week? Uh, the one off week we have of the year, it's Father's Day weekend. Um, so uh, happy Father's Day, early Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um. Dan, are you? Uh, do you have any plans this weekend, or are you just going to? Are you just going to be sad that there's no racing? 
I, I will be bummed out that there's no racing. Um, that's just any time that there's no racing, uh, whether it's off-season or not. Um, I do not have any current plans. I may sneak down to Disney World. i got a friend that's going to be down in Epcot on Sunday, uh, so I may run down and hang out with him since I do have a three-day weekend uh, due to the holiday on Monday. But, um, no, I, I'm just basically going to kind of be mopey around the house this weekend and uh, kind of be depressed that there's no racing. Um, but... Again, that's that's just I I personally, if it was up to me, would say let's race on Father's Day and not race on Mother's Day. Just that's just my personal opinion. I'm always been more close to my mom than my dad, anyways. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I agree. They need to have a weekend off somewhere in there. This might be a better weekend for the drivers because it's more close to the middle of the season, so it kind of gives them a mid-season break. But. I say add a couple extra weeks in there for them to have off and shorten the schedule in general, but that's just me. You know, I'm a, I have to admit, I, I'm a little jealous because you guys are all in regions of the country. Like Dan and, and Zach Williams, you guys are in a, in a portion of the country where like skipping down to uh to Disney world for the weekend is oh, like a, nothing. It's like a that's an actual possibility. And Mike, I would say that you're probably close enough to do the same for uh, Cedar Point, uh, which is another uh, famous uh, amusement park. And Kings uh, Island. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just I don't have that luxury here. Kings and, Island's like an hour and a half from me. Cedar Point's like maybe two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So yeah, that's like. I, I just, I'm gonna be with, uh, with Tom. I'm gonna be with the setup man. I'll be uh, going through withdrawal symptoms all weekend. Uh, there is some racing, uh, like I said, the Berlin Raceway, the Arca Series. They are running uh, this weekend, so be sure to to tune in there. Uh, I don't know if they're airing it uh, nationally. I think it may just be on MAV TV um, this week, but uh, but be sure to tune in anyway. Uh, I'll be watching that to to see uh, our new favorite uh, arcade driver, Christian Rose. Uh, you know, you know what's that win. You know what's great for helping with those withdrawal symptoms, there, Tom. Drinking the round the world at Epcot. Wow. Wow. Just just another way to just another way to rub it in there, Dan. I'm gonna let uh, Tom think of a of a response to say to you there, Dan. Uh, in the meantime, we're gonna go ahead and move in. We've got a few stories we've got to uh, to talk about here, so let's go ahead and get into our scuff story segment. Um, <laughs> uh, Tommy Williams says he wouldn't make it around the world as a rookie. That uh, that is true. I, I I may have some experience. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, Hannah. Anyway, uh, I'll let you guys continue that in the in the comment section there. Um, going ahead and getting into uh, some of our storylines that we missed from last week. Um, as Dan uh, alluded to, uh, Andy Lally will run five road course races uh, for Rick Ware Racing for the uh, for the remainder of the season. Uh, the first of those was Sonoma, uh, where he was able to to run uh, in the number fifteen. Mustang for them. Uh, another driver, and Dan, this kind of alludes to you uh, as uh, road course bringers are not getting the uh, the equipment. Road racer Kamui Kobayashi 
uh, is going to run the Indy Road Course for 2311 Racing in the number 67. Uh, this kind of gives me the, the same vibes as uh, Kimi Raikkonen last year uh, for Trackhouse in the 91. Yeah, I was excited about that one when it got a, uh, announced. Um, and and I'm all, I was also, you know, surprised that 2311 just, you know, that they, they did the one one race with Travis Pastrana for the 500 earlier this year. And you hadn't really heard anything else from that team as far as a third car. And now we got Kobayashi. Like, come on, this guy is a ringer on road courses. He's great. Uh, every year in the 24 hours of uh, the Rolex 24 hours at Daytona, he's great in the Le Mans series when he races in the Le Mans series. So absolutely. I'm excited. Um, eager to see what he can do. Uh, I think this is a win-win situation for uh, him, the team, and Toyota. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in other news, uh, we have a have a close friend uh, of ours here at uh, Running on Scuffs. You guys might have seen him on a on a few of our episodes last year. Our good friend, Mister Loganity. Uh, it was not a good week, uh, not a good week to be a uh, Legacy Motor Club fan, and unfortunately, we have a couple of uh, we have a couple of storylines to talk about with them. Uh, starting out with the number forty-three team, Eric Jones was issued an L one penalty for modifications to the greenhouse. We've seen teams get penalized for this before uh, this season. They were docked sixty points, both driver and owner. Five playoff points, a seventy-five thousand dollar fine, and a two-two uh, race suspension uh, to crew chief Dave Ellens. Not good for the forty-three team. Um, they were the they were trying to be the shining light of a of a really bad season for for Legacy Motor Club, uh, and to add insult to injury, uh, to make things worse, Noah Gregson uh, was out. Uh, at Sonoma due to a concussion protocol after a wreck that he had uh, at Gateway. Uh, Grant Infinger subbed in for him at Sonoma. Uh, there's currently no word on uh, whether Noah Gregson will return or not at Nashville in a couple weeks, um, but he does have that off weekend to try to try to heal. Uh, so we do wish Noah Gregson a, a speedy recovery. Hope that he can get back out on the track because we never want to see a driver injured. Um, but legacy motor club, we, we, I got to talk about legacy for, for a moment, not just for, uh, for our old friend, Leganity, but just in general, I mean, even Larry McReynolds said that this team might as well, they're just ready. They're not ready for the off week. They're ready for the off season at this point. Um, it's things have just gone from bad to worse for that team, a team that, honestly showed a little bit of promise last year uh, with the Southern 500 win. And uh, the Southern 500 was not the only race that, that Eric Jones uh, showed promise in. He had a really good run there at uh, auto club in 2022. Um, Dan, I'm going to go back to you on this. What happened to legacy motor club? If I knew I would be going to Maury Gallagher and Jimmy Johnson and say, Hey guys, here's where you screwed up. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this was um, something that when Jimmy Johnson came in, he's bringing all his new people and he's kind of just taken over uh, from what the comments earlier this year from Richard Petty was. Um, but I, I feel like they've kind of fallen back a little bit. And I mean, their, their performance has definitely shown that. I mean, the Coke 600, all three of their cars were out within like, what, three laps of each other? 
Um, it's just it's it's not moving in the right direction. Um, hopefully, the move to Toyota, uh, which I know a lot of Petty fans are not like, super excited about, but um, hopefully, the move to Toyota next year um, and getting that TRD uh, assistance will help out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. Uh, I can't put a finger on exactly what's going wrong over there. I don't, I don't know if it's uh, communication. I don't know if it's a breakdown of the team itself, but they need to write that ship and get it quick um, before it, it's too late. Cause um, unfortunately this with, with NASCAR as a whole, it moves forward so fast that sometimes if you just pause and, and take a breath, you're, you know, you, you've lost any footing you had. So um they need to uh, definitely get it righted before the end of the season. So that way going into next year with that Toyota Alliance and that assistance from TRD that, you know, they'll, they're, they're back on track and ready to go and, and, and ready to, to uh, run up front like they did most of last year. Yeah, for sure. Um, they've got to figure something out uh, for legacy Motor club. And, and perhaps uh, it is just maybe making this season more of a throwaway season and just seeing what you can get. Uh, out of the remainder of the races and, and hoping for the best uh, going into 2024. But um, moving on to uh, to our next uh, bit here, um, NASCAR will be making a documentary about the Garage 56 experience at Le Mans. That also happened uh, this past weekend. Um, NASCAR has been working on that for a few months now. Um, it was quite odd for me to see a – a completely tricked out stock car in the midst of all these uh, sports cars over in France, but uh, still a really cool experience for NASCAR. And I know that uh, NASCAR and Hendrick, they worked really hard on, on getting this prepared for Le Mans and uh, just a really cool experience for NASCAR as a whole uh, to be able to branch out and expand into that European crowd. Um, so that was really cool, and it's really cool that we will get to see a documentary uh, about that as well. So kind of showcase that. Uh, our last little piece of news here, NASCAR will be making changes to the front bumper, uh, front clip, and center clips on the super speedway cars. This comes after uh, Kyle Larson and Ryan Priest had their uh, wreck at Talladega uh, earlier in the spring. Uh, NASCAR has crash tested it, and they believe that it will be uh, much better uh, for the uh, races moving forward. So we certainly hope so. Uh, again, I know I always preach, and a lot of us, pretty much all of us here at Run on Scuffs, we preach uh, safety first. That's you know our number one priority. We want to keep the drivers safe while they're in the cars, and any step that NASCAR can take to to make that better, we're we're in support of. Uh, those changes will. Uh, be seen first at Atlanta uh, here in just a few weeks. So uh, we'll see that there. Uh, that's all the, uh, that's all the news we have uh, to cover from the last week. So uh, without being said, uh, without further ado, uh, how about we have a little bit of fun before we, uh, before we close out the show here, we've been having a little bit of fun <coughs> all, all throughout the hour so far, but, uh, we're going to continue a little bit more with a little feel goods or flats. This is one of my uh, my favorite segments. And uh, for those of you who don't know, most of you know how this goes already. But for those who don't, uh, I'm going to give you guys a statement. And uh, you guys are going to have to tell me whether you like it, you think it's a feel good, 
or if you don't like it and you think it's a flat. And uh, I'm going to start out as the NASCAR playoff grid currently stands for the Cup Series. Uh, there are 10 <coughs> drivers who are locked in with a win. That means that there are currently six drivers who would make it into the playoffs on points. I'm going to say that my statement here, and you guys have to tell me whether you think it's a feel-good or a flat, uh, You <coughs> do you guys think that uh, – well, I think that more than three drivers make it into the playoffs this year on points, meaning that we have 12 or less uh, winners going into the playoffs uh, for NASCAR. Do you guys think that's a feel-good or a flat? Uh, Zach Williams, I'll start with you on that one. Your uh, your mic's muted there. Okay, I said I think I'm gonna go flat on that one just because I think we're gonna have a few more winners this season. Mike, what about uh, what about you? I'm in the same boat for the same reason. That's a flat. We're gonna have, I mean, you sit right now we're at nine or ten different ten. winners. Yeah. Yeah, like to say that three different people aren't gonna win the remaining ten races. Yeah. Dan, what say you on that one? I, I see you kind of like mulling it over in your head. Like, <laughs> well, I, I'm sitting and I'm, I'm counting which drivers haven't won races that I think could win a race this season. Um, and the first two that popped in my head um, was Chase Elliott and and um, I just drew a blank again. Ty Gibbs. Uh, those are the first that popped in my head because Ty Gibbs, granted, he's a rookie. Um, but he he's definitely uh, ran up towards the, the top half of the field uh, every, almost every week. Um, oh, a matter of fact, set, uh, set up man, Todd Willoughby just reminded me of, of one. Uh, Bowman, I forgot Bowman hasn't had a win. Um, and him and Elliot um, both haven't been out earlier this season. Granted, I think Bowman's still pretty safe on points. Um, but uh, definitely, I think uh, those are – some drivers that could win. So I'm, I'm going to have to agree with uh, with Zach and Mike here. and say That's a flat. We're going to have at least, at least 15 winners. And I mean, Chastain and Harvick also don't have wins. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going off, is, of, yeah, off of Tom's yeah. comment down there. Yeah, that is true. And that was why I, that was why I put that so low because uh, I, I felt like it would uh, draw a little controversy there, but um I'm going to be honest, and, and I hate to say this, uh, uh, Zach, uh, especially for you, but I don't think Elliot or Bowman get a win this season. I think uh, not before the playoffs. I think Bowman uh, manages to make it in on points. I think Chase Elliott misses. Um, and I might as well have just ripped Zach's heart out right there, but but we'll see. Uh, he'll probably win in Nashville this uh, upcoming race, just to prove me wrong on that, but. Uh, Atlanta and Daytona also before the break, and anyone can win at those tracks. That's true. Uh, certainly a lot of opportunities for drivers to get wins. Uh, here's another one. Um, right now, uh, we have two drivers, uh, William Byron and Kyle Busch, uh, who have three wins apiece. Uh, I say before, because I, I've got to fill in some repeat winners if I'm going to get only 12. Uh, I think that before the playoffs start, 
the driver with the most wins will have more than five. Do you think that's a feel good or a flat? Oof. That's flat. So basically, so basically, do you yeah. think do you think Byron or Bush will win uh, three more races before the playoffs start? No, I, th- I think Bush has another win, maybe two in him because he's been in rocket ships every week. Uh, but I don't think he's going to get that three. Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at three wins out of ten races. That's rough to do for anybody in today's NASCAR. Yeah, it's it's really pushing it with the three. Two, I'll give you, but three. Mm-mm. Yeah, two. Two is definitely doable. Maybe I should have said more than four. I feel like there might have been more debate on that one. But Dan, what what say you on that one? No, I I, I gotta go with everybody else here. Tom Willoughby in the comments. Uh, Mama Seeger, Tommy Williams. That's a flat. I don't I don't see either one of those two getting three more. Uh, like Tom said, two is definitely a possibility. I could definitely see that, uh, but I don't see them getting to six wins before <sighs> before that cutoff. All right, I've got uh, I've got one more here that I'm gonna give before we get into our closing segment. Uh, we're gonna have a little bit more fun with this next week. Um, Stuart Haas Racing has more than one driver make the playoffs this year. Is that a feel good or a flat? Hang on, I gotta look at the standings to see where they're at right now. I think only one's even in contention. Man. You're hitting me hard on that one. <laughs> uh, um, you, you said more than one's going to make it? Yes. That's your more statement? Than, yes. More than one is going to make it. Nope. It's Harvick and only Harvick. Mike, what say you? I, I know I'm, I'm Come back here. to me. I got I to gotta figure this out here. <laughs> Zach I mean, Williams, what say you? Uh, I say if any of them, it'd be Harvick. And that's it, if Harvick makes it. Well, I mean, Har- Harvick's sitting right now. He's sitting in fifth, fifth place in points, um, pretty pretty solidly above the cutoff line. But, again, this comes down to how many winners are we going to have. Exactly. Uh, as of that. right now, he's the second driver without a win, right behind Ross Chastain. So if we have even two drivers, which I said we don't, I, we'd have 15 winners, but I, I feel like either Ross or, or, or Kevin will win one of these races before the cutoff, personally. But then you you scroll down. I mean, you're looking at uh, Ryan Priest in 25th. I mean, he is currently uh, like 80 points, at least 60 points out um, of the top 16. Uh, Eric Amarola is right behind him and like 70 points out. And then you scroll it out to 31st and Chase Briscoe, which had the huge penalty earlier this season. I mean, he has to win and stay or pass and get stay in front of Eric Jones, which obviously we talked about LMC and the, the season they're having. So I don't see it happening. Um, I think Harvick is at this point a pretty safe bet, um, but I don't see Almarola or Priest really, really getting there. And I, I, unless Briscoe pulls out a bottom of the night homer, I don't see it happening. All right. I'm calling it a feel good. I have, I think Almarola will sneak a win sometime in the next 10 races and manage to get his way in there. Almarola, I got to admit, when I when I came up with that statement, I was actually thinking Briscoe. 
my thought is Briscoe finally gets his win at the Indy Road Course uh, because he's been so close the last couple of seasons. <coughs> but we shall see. Uh, definitely an interesting uh, night of, uh, of opinions. Everybody uh, disagreeing with me. I had a few controversial ones there for you uh, just to have a little bit of fun. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we're starting to wind down our time. We've kind of hit that hour mark, so we're going to start winding things down. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, Zach Williams, why don't you uh, why don't you give us a uh, fantasy update here? All right, let me go ahead and get pulled up. I have to admit, I have not even looked at it, so I don't know who won. I don't know what. I don't. Know I forgot how. to update my picks, so yeah, we can definitely tell Mike down here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so it looks like Short Mac Twenty One came in first this week. Hillbilly Dan got the best he's gotten so far this season in second, and Justin Seeger third, top three. I I uh, didn't do so well this week because I had Redick in my fantasy lineup as well. Uh, but everyone else is doing pretty pretty all right, other than Mike. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, last week, I was uh, my, my fantasy took a hit. And these are our overall standings. So we have uh, Short Mac. Was Short Mac our leader last week? I can't remember. I don't think so. Do what? I, Short I Mac. don't remember, actually. I don't remember who our leader was. I think Short Mac is our new leader, so congratulations either way. Justin Seeger close on his tail. You're yeah, within That's, less less than ten points. Look, I'm this is what I this is the struggle. See the struggle that I'm having in uh in Mike's uh fantasy league that he runs. I am by far uh one of the most consistent drivers as far as earning points, but getting wins I can't seem to do. So you are literally second place um, in points. I know, and there's like 13 different winners. I'm I'm feeling like Truex last year with uh, feel like I'm starting to get pushed out, like doing great in points. But um, well, remember there is the wrinkle in in the league this year that if the overall points leader is not in the playoffs, there will be 17 spots in the playoffs, and the points leader gets in. See, that's what I'm banking on this year. At this point, we're not going for wins. We're just going for a good points finish. And, and like I like said, that. you are gaining on Matt um, Ditch, sir. Dan's yeah. currently out of the playoffs. Well, it's okay. interesting. It's going to be okay. an interesting uh, final 10 races, uh, even for us uh, in our fantasy leagues. But um, I want to hand on Tom Willoughby's question, the setup man there on YouTube. Uh, real <laughs> controversial topic, guys. Who, who's got the best facial hair? Let's put this up to a poll. People in comments, yeah. comment leave your, your leave your leave your thoughts. Uh, I mean, pretty much everybody, but Justin currently really kind of has some growing. I have um, it. It's just not. It's blonde. It's, I know yeah, you can't see it. Yeah, I've got um, I've got some growing. Zach, here. Zachary so. Bell doesn't ever really have facial hair. He kind of uh, he he keeps maybe a five o'clock chat going on, but that's about all, all it for him. So, but between the four of us here, we're the ones with the actual facial hair. So let us know. Put in the comments who you think has the best. I'll, I'll tell you, you man, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. We could make that a we could make That's that a award for the end of the year. See if I can turn my lights up. There we go. I don't know what's going on with Dan's mustache. That's the only problem I have with that. Is you got just the two Listen, dots. It's, 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 it's an it's a natural state like part. I can't help that. I don't know. He's like, like it doesn't even line up perfectly either. That's where your mom used to smack you in the. Probably she's probably buzzing a lip when I was a kid for smarting off. I. 
<laughs> I would I would believe it definitely. Oh Thanks, Tom, the set of going with what Mike. What is this? Yeah. I like the. I thought you were now. Florida man racing, sir. We need to have a conversation. That's an impressive beard. We have a we have a competition uh, duck, duck meeting to have t early tomorrow morning, sir. We're gonna no, turn whoa, that whoa, into whoa. Uh, Duck Dynasty here. Uh -uh. You're almost we're, there. We're gonna turn that into a Scuffy Award by the end of the season. You know what? I'm not I'm not yeah. shaving the rest of the year. I have no reason. Good have, luck. The only reason I trimmed up last time is because I had pictures for the team that I was coaching. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see how we can go. <laughs> uh, Uncle Sai Mike, that's what we're looking for here. Dad Gum, right. Tommy, come on. Man, I got I got Damn, the red too. Like I'm a little bit darker. It's the darker right. red. I'm gonna wear green just for you next week. <laughs> Get All a little right. green top hat. Stay away from me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> he doesn't even All have right. a beard, though. Lucky Charms guy. <sighs> All right, everybody. We're gonna kind of wind things down here. Thank everybody for uh, for watching. Uh, special thanks to uh, to Christian Rose for joining us at the at the top of the show. If you weren't here uh, to see the interview we did with him, go back to the beginning of the show and watch that. Uh, really great to have him on, and uh, really cool to really thankful to everybody who helped set up that interview. So um, we're we're thankful to have him. Uh, on with us uh, be sure to check out our socials and our website uh, of course audio versions of the uh, of the podcast are down uh, all the platforms you see below um, <clears throat> Mike reminded me this past weekend that I had not posted a lot of the recent episodes so we're now caught up on those uh, and we're we've got a system in place where we won't get that far behind again so, so I take it you don't need a reminder tonight <laughs> Uh, not not this week because it's so recent, but in a few weeks I'll probably need that reminder. But um, nonetheless, uh, we appreciate everybody for for tuning in. Uh, as always, it's great to be here for uh, another week talking NASCAR with you, gentlemen. Uh, let's get some closing comments. Uh, we'll go to our producer uh, Zach Williams because right now he seems to be one of the few that's that's not having the the beard conversation in the comments with. So, uh, Zach, what are your, your final comments here? Well, it's just a really good night hanging out with you gentlemen, talking some racing as always. Really big thanks to Christian Rose for joining us. It's always great to have uh, exciting guests like that on the show. Uh, look forward to our off weekend a little bit just because, you know, it's a lot. Got a lot going on in my life and having to work my work schedule where I can watch the racing. It's nice to not have to worry about that next week. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's uh, tough to balance, especially when we're uh, we're not getting paid to do this. Uh, we're not we're not paid to hop on here every Monday night, uh, and we're not paid to watch the races. But we're hoping to get there. Y'all don't get paid. I'm not paying <laughs> you, so I don't get paid. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Dan just uh, pays me with eggs. <laughs> that is true. Hey, that hey, that might paid. not be. <laughs> that might not be bad. I I would. <laughs> Take that as a form of payment, but it's not bad at all. All right, uh, Dan, our, our resident Florida man, what's our uh, what do you have to say for your closing comments? As always, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out with us. Uh, I, I know uh, last week was a, a little bit of a late, short notice on uh, not having the show up. We do apologize for that. Uh, it was just a, a kind of a cluster going on for us, so we weren't able to to make it on and get on with you guys. Um, but 
we're definitely glad to be back this week. And uh, again, thank you to Christian Rose for joining us. Um, I know it wasn't on for that portion of the show, but uh, I felt Justin did a great job of that that little interview we had going. Um, and um, I think you know Christian seems to be a like a a great guy with a level head on his shoulders. Um, me personally, my favorite ARCA driver is Frankie Muniz because I grew up with Malcolm in the middle. So go Frankie! But uh, I definitely will keep an eye out for Christian whenever he uh, gets in the truck and um, makes his first start here coming up in Richmond. But um, always thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, the comment section usually has me laughing at least once during the show uh, between Tommy Williams and Tom Willoughby, uh, the set of man. I mean, there's always somebody cracking a joke about something. But um, no, thanks for tuning in and uh, enjoy your weekend off from racing. Fathers, have a happy Father's Day, Tom. Um, Tommy, I know both of you you guys are dads. Uh, pretty much talked to both of you on a weekly basis myself. Um, but happy Father's Day to you guys. Um, as well as any other fathers that we have tuning in tonight. And um, we'll see you all next Monday, Monday evening. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mike Daphner, we're going to uh, wind up uh, here with you. Uh, what are your closing comments? Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank NASCAR for making the one-off week during on my birthday this year. That, that kind of was nice. At least I don't have to worry about doing <laughs> fantasy points on my birthday. Also wanted to show off my uh, new Kevin... Kevin Harvick autograph diecast that I got this week. Thought that was pretty cool and just ready to get back to watching NASCAR in two weeks and raise hail, praise Dale. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as always, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Dan, I want to comment on something that you said. I know you said your favorite uh, ARCA driver was Frankie Muniz. Uh, I want to point out something that I have said multiple times on this show, both last year and this year. Uh, and I said the first driver to come on this show, I would be their fan. So Christian Rose, you officially have a new fan. I will be watching your career very closely. Uh, and personally, I'm kind of thankful that it wasn't Kyle Busch um, because there were there were some who said that uh, if it was, I'd have to root for him. So, um, but uh, really thankful uh, again to, to Christian for giving us uh, his time. It was a great interview. Uh, and can't wait to have him on the show again. So uh, really cool to, to have him with us. Uh, as always, it's great to have all of you here with us, and we can't wait to see you again. We will be live next week. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit, uh, things a little different next week. We're going to talk about the season as a whole uh, up to this point and, uh, instead of reviewing an actual race. So that'll be fun. Uh, so be sure to tune in uh, with us for that. And uh, – <laughs> Yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Run on Scuffs. We'll see you guys next week.